Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh man, too close to the mic. Boom! Welcome to episode 85 of the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. And yes, it is late on a Friday night. Actually, it's 1124 exactly here in Chicago. I just got back home. I actually had a dinner with my parents. My parents took me out for my birthday. So, um, so while I was sitting at dinner, man, I was hanging out. And you know what? Before I get to this story, remember... The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Um, Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow your boy at Serge Vicente. Um... Make sure you go ahead and listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Subscribe, listen, rate, share. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about the show because you know we're coming with it, man. And today, I love doing these episodes, man. We had some breaking news. And like I said, I was chilling at um, at dinner with, with my family and uh out of nowhere and honestly man look it's 11:25 right now this news broke about an hour ago not even an hour ago about 45 minutes i literally came directly to the studio to bring this this to you guys um i can't lie man i was shocked something happened and it surprised me and i'm sure by the time this morning comes or this tomorrow morning rolls around um i think a lot of us will end up seeing it but the UFC featherweight champion. And as we, if I'm going to say it, if you guys didn't get it, this is some breaking news, guys. This is real, a really, really, really big deal. This week has been a slower week in terms of MMA news. It has been a slower week in terms of stuff that, that's juicy. I mean, we had the whole beef with Deontay Wilder and, and Jarrell Big Baby and Miller. And that was fun. I'm not going to stunt. That was really, really fun. But MMA-wise, there was really nothing that you really wanted to sink your teeth into. We got one. Oh, do we have one. Breaking news. The UFC featherweight champion, the 145-pound champion, Max Blessed Holloway, is finally doing what 
all of us in the inside knew and we felt was going to happen at some point soon. He is jumping up to 155 pounds and challenging for the 155 pound title. But it's a caveat. He is fighting against Dustin Poirier to headline UFC 236 April 13th for the UFC light heavyweight interim title. So check this out. This was actually just released by Brett Akamoto. And I'm going to go ahead and read this to you guys. Okay, so bear with me. An interim to lightweight title fight between featherweight champion Max Bless Holloway and Dustin Poirier will headline UFC 236 on April 13th. UFC President Dana White told ESPN Friday, that is today, the UFC 236 pay-per-view event will take place at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. An interim middleweight title fight between Kelvin Gastelum and Israel Adesanya will serve as the cold main event. So a pause for a second. I'm going to go ahead and put a little pause in that. Remember, when the Adesanya-Gastelum fight was announced, we did not have a venue. Now we have a legitimate venue. And I will also say this. This is something that I find to be really interesting. When it comes to headlining an event, usually they put the heavier weight classes first. They usually go ahead and say if whoever's on the car, whoever the biggest weight class is, is who the UFC generally tends to headline the card. So the fact that they went ahead and actually had the lighter guys headlining over Adesanya and Kelvin Gaslam lets you know how they feel about Blessed. And that's Max Holloway. And again, let me continue. Khabib Nurmagomedov, the 155-pound champion, who is 27-0, he is undefeated lightweight champion, is serving a current nine-month suspension for his role in the post-fight brawl at UFC 229 in October. Nurmagomedov could have been eligible by April 13th had he filmed an anti-bullying message in Nevada, but he has... Uh, stated he does not intend to return until this fall. All right, so check this out. Again, I'm going to pause again. In terms of Khabib, how ridiculous is this? The Nevada State Athletic Commission says that, look, Khabib can come back early if he goes ahead and films an anti-bullying campaign. Look, man, I don't curse a lot on this show. But yo, Nevada State Athletic Commission, yo, get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Really? This man had somebody bully him his entire fight camp. Getting ready for this fight, Conor McGregor went ahead and actually, not only did he talk about his family, he talked about his religion, he talked about himself. He threw a dolly through a window. Only thing he did after the fight is he jumped over the cage, caused a little bit of a ruckus, but that's about it. That's it. Did anything happen beyond that? No. Did anybody get hurt or injured? No. Nevada, really? This is what you, this is how you bureaucrats get your rocks off? For real? 
This is what happens when you've never gotten punched in the face in your life. People like that, oh man, you know, how can we get money? Let's go ahead and 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 find him $500,000 and then make him film a BS bullying campaign in order to go ahead and fight here again? So what is Khabib doing? Khabib is not fighting. Khabib is actually saying that, look, forget that. I'm not feeling no damn campaign. Y'all can kick rocks sideways. Straight up. And what Khabib is doing is he's actually staying put. And he's probably not going to fight until November. Until his teammates. Suspension is up. I'm going to say it one more time. He's going to wait until his teammates that he feel was unjustly punished. Their suspensions are up. Not only is he waiting until their suspensions are up. He paid their $25,000 fines each on top of his $500,000 fine. Yo, family, I need friends like that. And you know what? I can't stun. I have them. I'm 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 lucky. I got I got some. My dudes are, are good. I got a I got a really solid crew, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad that Khabib is showing the type of man that he is. And one thing that Khabib said that I really appreciated was like, I don't care about Nevada. I'll never fight there again. Forget them. And I'm a rock with Khabib on that one. But go ahead. Let me go ahead and jump back into the article, and let me jump back into what Brett Akamoto from ESPN said. The UFC has opted to create an interim 155-pound title in his absence, in Khabib's absence. But according to Dana White, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, who is on an 11-fight winning streak, Tony Ferguson, who is the number one contender, Tony Ferguson, who was the former interim titleist at 155 pounds, Tony Ferguson, who all of us believe should be fighting for the title next. But according to Dana White, Tony Ferguson was offered the interim lightweight title fight against Holloway, but he turned it down. Ferguson did not immediately respond to a request from comment from ESPN. All right, well, let's, let's take a quick break on that one really quick. Tony Ferguson. He's an incredible fighter. He is 100% deserving of a title shot. 100%. Nobody in that division deserves a title shot more than Tony Ferguson. And let's not forget, why did Tony Ferguson not have the opportunity to fight for that title originally against Khabib Nurmagomedov? And why did Khabib end up fighting Ally Quinta for the interim title before he went ahead and actually fought against Conor McGregor. What happened? Why did that happen? Well, let's go ahead and back. Let's think about it. What he ended up doing is that while he was doing a media obligation for the UFC in their Fox studios in Los Angeles, California, he tripped on cords, some wires and cords that were in the TV studio, and he ended up ripping a ligament off of his leg, his knee, 
totally there. Took him out for almost a full year. That is the only reason why Tony Ferguson has not had the opportunity to fight for the legitimate title. They stripped him of that belt. I did not agree with that. I do not believe they should have stripped him of the belt. He did nothing wrong. He did not lose. But, and this is a big but, if you are offered a title fight, something that is going to change your life, if you are offered a title shot against somebody who everyone believes is one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world, a champion, and you are guaranteed And I know people are going to look at it and say, guaranteed surge. He was guaranteed a title shot before, but he got hurt and then he got stripped. Yo, he was the first one that they asked. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Tony Ferguson completely shit the bed with this. This game is unforgiving. Your window opens and closes faster than you could imagine, man. When I first started training, oh, dude, full of piss and vinegar. I knew I was going to be champion. Oh, man, I'm looking at it. I'm watching George St. Pierre. I'm watching Tiago Alves. I'm watching all these guys. I'm seeing myself compete against some UFC fighters at the time. Legitimate guys, and I was dog walking them in the gym. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm gonna be the guy. What happened? I ended up getting sick. A couple other things happened. And the next thing you know, look, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm over here making healthy meals for people and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But look, it wasn't my time, you know, and that's okay. And what the biggest thing is, and in, in, in my point, and the whole thing is this. Your window opens and closes in this sport. You only have a certain amount of time and you legitimately to strike when the iron's hot. That's it. My window was just cracked open and it shut closed. Tony Ferguson has had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And now he turned this down. And I was going through my head and I was like, all right, all right. What are the reasons that Tony Ferguson could have possibly turned this fight down? He's supposedly healthy. We can maybe say, look, he's somebody who has already had the interim belt before, right? He's had the belt and it was taken from him. But again, ask yourself, why was it taken from him? It was taken from him because he got hurt and then he wasn't able to compete for almost a year. The division needs to move on. And this is the unfortunate story of Tony Ferguson. And I'm going to be extremely honest with you guys. I'm going to give you my hot take right here. Tony Ferguson will never be champion in the UFC. That interim belt that he had was the closest he's ever going to get to that belt. This was his moment. This was his time. And here's the thing. I am saying this as a Tony 
Ferguson fan. Yo, fam, that window is closing and quickly. It is, man. It is. It's, that's just what it is. All right. So let, let me let me go ahead and continue because, I mean, there's still a lot going on with this. All right. So Dustin Poirier, who hasn't fought since July of 2018 and voiced his frustration with the division status on social media earlier this week, which he said, you guys can just go ahead and release me. And that is what he said via Twitter earlier this week. He said this bout came together quickly. He was scheduled to face Nate Diaz in November, but pulled out of the event with an injured hip. He told ESPN that the UFC had informed him Diaz intended to pull out as well, which added to his frustration in recent months. And this is what Dustin said. A lot of people blame me for the whole Nate thing, but nobody really knows what happened besides the UFC their lawyers, Nate's management, and my management. Nate was playing games. He pulled out of the fight multiple times. I had an injury, and it turned into the perfect time to, uh, the perfect time to get it fixed. So again, for those of us who don't know, earlier this week, Dustin Poirier went ahead and went on social media. He went on Twitter and said, yo, Especially when it was going on with all this Khabib stuff and all the Connor stuff. And we didn't know people were talking about having Cowboy. And Cowboy, I believe it was last weekend, went ahead and said, I didn't talk about it on the show because I knew it was total nonsense. But Cowboy said, hey, me and Connor are about to fight for the interim title. I knew that wasn't true because how can you possibly give Connor McGregor another title shot? I know there's so many people out there that are Connor riders, right? You're kind of dick riders. I get it. But let's look at the facts of Connor McGregor. He has never defended a belt. Never. In his entire career. Well, let me rephrase that. At least in his UFC career, I really don't know what he did in, in his small organizations. And I personally don't care. But not only did he not defend his events, if we look at his last fights, he has not won a fight in the UFC in almost three years. And his last fight in the UFC, he was completely dominated and finished in that fight. And then I'll go ahead and look at Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone is two and two in his last four. How is it possible that he's the guy, the winner of this fight gets the title shot? No, not at all. So I understand the frustration of somebody like a Dustin Poirier. Who's like, man, forget it then. Release me. If you guys are going to give this dude a shot, release me. So I I understand his frustration, man. So let me go ahead and continue. Max Holloway, who's 20 and 3, will hang on to his 145-pound title in this move. The Hawaiian champion is riding a, listen to this, a 13-fight win streak and is the current number four pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world according to, the, to ESPN. All right, so pause for a second. Me personally, I think in the UFC currently, who is currently competing, who are the best pound-for-pound? Pound? We can easily say John Jones is number one, Right? 
But if we take the PDs and everything like that into account, let's just go ahead and table him. He gets an asterisk when he pushed him to the side. Number one, you got to give Daniel Cormier. Who was your number two? For me, it was TJ Dillashaw. He just took an L. Even though I thought it was, eh, he still took an L. You got to put Max Holloway there. DC, John Jones, Max Holloway. That's it. He's two or three. And that's on my list. So I'll have to sit back and you know what? Our next episode, I'll go ahead and and, um, and uh, I'll break it down and we'll see what ends up happening. But look, Max is really, really high up there. Uh, Dustin Poirier, and I'm going to continue. Dustin Poirier with a record of 24 and 5 of Louisiana is coming off of a murderous row of light, lightweight components, including victories over Anthony Pettis, former champion, Justin Gaethje, former champion in another organization, and Eddie Alvarez, former champion in the UFC and in Bellator. Fighting out of American top team, the 30-year-old. Yo, Dustin, pause for a second. Dustin Poirier has been fighting forever. Forever. And he's only 30 years old? God, yo, this dude can fight for another 10 years. Dude is a monster, man. All right, continue. So the 30-year-old won eight out of his last nine contests with six finishes. The only blemish on that was a knockout loss against Michael Johnson, who now fights at 145 pounds. So the two cross paths previously in 2012, where Dustin Poirier submitted Max Holloway at UFC 143. That was via arm triangle kind of um, arm bar. In Las Vegas at 3 minutes and 23 seconds of the very first round. Check this out. Before we all get all up in arms and be like, oh, Dustin Poirier actually beat him. Oh, he's going to beat him again. Yo, pump your brakes. For real, man, pump your brakes. Because think about this. First of all, that was in 2012. What, seven years ago? That was also Max Holloway's first fight in the UFC. He was 20 years old. Family, he was 20 years old. Think about that, all right? So this is what Dustin said. Max and I were both kids seven years ago. We've both been in the UFC fighting top competition. That's a lifetime. We're completely different fighters. Now and this is completely different fight. Max is a proven undisputed champion at featherweight. I don't even know if he's in his prime yet. He might be approaching it. He's a tough test for me. And I am for him. I have a lot of respect for Max. All right. And that's the end of the article. That's by uh, Brett Akimoto. I think this fight is going to be incredible. Dustin Poirier has proven that he is a tough, hard-nosed dude. His last fight against Justin Gaethje was incredible. If you guys don't remember, he ended up finishing Justin Gagey. I believe it was in the third round. Um, and it was just a slugfest. Both guys going out there, both of them beat up, um, both of them standing in the pocket. And it, he's, again, we saw it, bro. He's won eight out of nine fights against some of the best of the best. The fact that he went out there and worked Anthony Pettis, to me, says a lot. I have so much respect for Anthony Pettis. 
Anthony Pettis again. And I know you guys have probably heard me say this a million times, but yo, this dude is one of my favorites in the game for multiple reasons. I love a good striker. I love somebody that can who who throws incredible kicks, who is just great from the outside, flashy, entertaining. Yo, the Showtime kick, being on a Wheaties box. Yo, that's Anthony Showtime Pettis. The Don himself. That's the man. Yo, Dustin finished him. Had a body triangle on him, ended up hurting his rib. Anthony Pettis ended up tapping. Crazy. Eddie Alvarez. A lot of us, again, especially the casuals, look at Eddie Alvarez like, man, who's that guy? The guy Connor beat? Look, man, yes, Connor McGregor did beat Eddie Alvarez, but that does not discount what Eddie Alvarez has done in his career. The battles and the wars that he had in Bellator with Michael Chandler. And if you don't know who Michael Chandler is, the current 155-pound champion in Bellator right now, you need to go ahead and check out his highlights. Man, forget just checking out his highlights. Fam, go out there and check out his IG just to see what this dude does when he works out. It's crazy. It's totally bananas looking at how, how much of a savage that dude is. And Eddie Alvarez beat that dude twice. Eddie Alvarez, the fights that he's had, that dude is a legend. The underground king. The fights that he's had in Dream. The fights that he's had in Bellator. And Dustin Poirier finished him. Justin Gaethje. Former WSOF champion. Came to the UFC and is no slouch. Knock him fools completely dead. What he did to um, the aforementioned, the guy who actually beat Dustin Poirier, Michael Johnson, the way he knocked him out and beat him, yo, he took that man's soul, fam. He took his soul. It was crazy to watch. Oh, man, that dude is such an exciting fighter. Possibly one of the top five most entertaining fighters in the UFC currently. Win or lose, you know you're going to see a show. Yo, Dustin Poirier put the thumpers on, buddy. Finished him also. Dustin Poirier has incredible boxing. Incredible boxing. And he, again, is with one of the best teams that I've ever seen. He, he, he resides, he goes out there in Florida and he trains with the American top team. American top team is arguably top three best teams in the world. You throw, you know, AKA up there. TriStar, Jackson Wink. I mean, Kings. MMA over at Huntington Beach. Roof Sport up in Milwaukee. There's some monsters up there, man. And um, and he definitely trains with one of the best teams out there. But he's going up against Max Holloway. And like I just told you guys, I believe Max Holloway is one of the best, if not the best fighter in the world. 
what he did to Brian Ortega, fam, that 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 has to be illegal in like twelve countries. It has to be. He beat the brakes off of that dude. And one thing that makes Max Holloway special is his volume. And how round by round by round he continues building the volume. His punch count almost doubles per round. His strike count, I'm sorry, not just punches. His strike count and his significant strikes double per round. It is nearly impossible for anybody to keep up with him. I think this fight is going to be incredibly entertaining. It's going to be a great fight. It's a great rematch. And here's the thing. We can go back and look at the first fight. That was Max Holloway's first fight. That was Dustin Poirier's, I think, third. You can look at it all you want, but just go ahead and throw it away. It's not that important. Because just like Dustin Poirier said, it's, that's all. That's all it is. They were young. They were pups. They were young pups, man. Who cares? UFC. I am hard on the UFC. I'm hard on the UFC because the UFC and pride were those two organizations were what really got me into MMA. So I hold them to a higher standard. Should the UFC have given a title shot or made this interim belt? 100%. If Khabib's not coming back to November, the division must move forward. The winner of this division who are the winner of this fight might end up fighting again before they have to fight Khabib in December. And I'm totally fine with that. This is a good move. Not only is it a good move in terms of the fight itself, but stacking this card and having Israel Asanya competing against Kelvin Gaslam also for an interim title on this same card. Atlanta. Yo, my pops is from Atlanta. Atlanta Metropolitan College is the college that my grandfather founded in Atlanta. So I got deep, deep, deep Atlanta roots. I got love for the city. You guys got one. You guys have one of the best events of the year. And I can't stunt. I might have to go to it. Make a couple calls, make that move, man, because um, this event is going to be special. I can't wait to see it, man. Um, look, we're 30 minutes in. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, but I had to let you guys know about this. This is going to be an incredible event. Um, not only is it going to be an incredible event, man, um, I cannot wait to see what ends up happening for this. Really quick. UFC Fight Night Santos versus Blakovich is this weekend. Um, yo, it's gonna be nasty, man. Tiago Santos, 20 and 6. Vyam Blakovich, 23 and 9. Uh, the odds are on Santos. It's a it's a pick 'em fight, man. It really is. It's minus 110, minus 110. 
Um, like I told you guys, I have Santos winning this fight, but it's going to be really, really tough. Great fight, man. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, can't wait to see it. And that card is going to be in Prague. And that will be Saturday night. So check out the fights. I will be back on Sunday to go ahead and break down and give all my post-fight analysis and some more. And you know what? I might bring a guest on me to go ahead and break this fight card down, man. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. But with that being said, this is the Fight Podcast. Thank you guys as always so much for listening. Um, again, this is a special breaking news episode. Kel, uh, not Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, Max Bless Holloway is going to go ahead and fight Dustin Poirier for the interim 155-pound title April 13th in Atlanta. That's going to be incredible, man. Um, yo, it's your boy, Serge. Thank you so much for listening on episode 85 of the Fight Podcast. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you right back here super soon on the Fight Podcast. With that being said, deuces, my people.